0: Hello everyone, if you've been listening to our podcast lately, you'll know that we've been dropping hints about merchandise dropping. Well, it's coming very soon and we're actually hosting a giveaway. Make sure that you are following our Twitter and Instagram accounts and keep a close eye over the next week for an announcement. Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to the Bois Chronicles podcast. This podcast is hosted by five black Muslim women, Hafsa, Ikran, Istahil, Sahra, and Al Khair. This is your host, Istahil, hailing from Edmonton, the city of the frozen, and home of the Oilers. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, politics, and more. Salams, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Avon Chronicles podcast hosted by your girls, me, Hafsa, and Istahil. Hey, uh, so this episode is a little different from our usual episodes. We interviewed six, yes, six different people for their perspective on love and what it means to them. From kids to Hoyas, how do our views on love and relationships change over time? It's a jam packed episode full of optimism, realism, lighthearted banter, and genuine advice. Hold on to your headphones. It's a good one. Yay!
1: You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see?
2: You're
3: everything I hope for.
4: You're everything I need.
0: Do you remember your first Playground Crush? Running around and being shoved into the sand? pieces of gum being caught in your hair you and them sitting in a tree k-i-s-s-i-n-g
5: well i don't so we asked some kids to remind us hi my name is Muntaz, and i'm nine years old. hi my name is Yisra, and i'm 15 and we've got their big sister with us today hi people
6: i'm koser
0: and i'm 102 <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you guys a question and i want both of you guys to answer it as honest as possible
5: yeah,
0: what do you think love is? Fake. What do you mean by that? Mm, that's not really true. What do you What do you think that people like what they call love to be? What do you think that is?
5: Like, not everyone has a prince charming. <laughs> Sorry, say that she again. She said, "Not everyone has a prince charming." Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. Nah, love is just attraction. It's, not real. Like, it's not real. Love doesn't exist like that. Like, it's not true. Are you talking about like love between a boy and a girl? No, lo- lo- love between like um, you love your family members and stuff. That's that that exists, but like, yeah, like strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strangers. Hmm. Like, you can po- you can care for them. And you won't love them. You know what I mean. Okay, but what about when somebody is no longer a
0: stranger? What do you mean? Well, you get to know people long enough, and they're no longer
5: strangers anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but like. Have- like like uh so they're not strange but you know them even like maybe you could care for them. Mm-hmm. but not the actually like love them.
0: What is love? Imagine I'm somebody who doesn't even know what that word is. Like maybe just just, you know say, just say, just say,
5: just say, just say how do you feel around your mum. It's just like that. Yeah, nah, it's not even like that. Mm-hmm. Well I think it means probably like I don't know, like Uh, Like family or something Like someone hugs you Mm
1: -hmm. They're
5: showing love or something
0: They're showing it to you But what is the feeling? What is the emotion? I don't know Like Your heart hurts (laughs) Your heart hurts? (laughs) Does your heart hurt Your heart hurting Is that a good thing or a bad thing?
5: I don't know It's heartburn
0: (laughs) Oh that's so cute Heartburn Have you ever had heartburn before? Do you know what that feels like?
5: No Of course I told you about it
0: oh okay Mm. Kothari your big sis told you about it
5: yeah
0: what about you what do you think how can you define the word love (laughs) it's okay don't worry I'll cut it out Uh,
5: love is uh, something it's it's the feeling you have when you care about someone probably to a point like you think about them a lot or like you know they're just someone important to you Mm -hmm. that's probably what love is
0: Mm Mtaz how do you show your love to your family I know like be
5: feel for them. I know, like hug them
3: something.
5: Okay. What about you Yusra? You like buy them food. You buy them food? <laughs> yeah, like I you, you, like that. when you're at the shops, you think about them and you get them something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a really
0: nice way to show love. Yeah. Do you ever say I love you? Not often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do, have you ever told anybody that you love them? Yes. Who?
5: You can say it, but do you mean it? Who did you tell that you loved? Uh, like, every time when she drops me off of school, she forces me to say it. And then,
4: yeah.
5: And then, uh, Because imagine, like, there's, there's people that are kidnapping people. So, at least her last words would be something good. Right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Um, because I have uh, to go to school, isn't it? Okay, Mona, my Yasmin. So your sister... It's because she's the youngest, isn't it? Mm. Okay. So you tell you tell your sisters
0: that you love them? Yeah. Okay. Do you tell your parents that you love them as well? Uh, yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Why, did, why does it she tell them what she does? Mum tells, what do you do? She what come, do you mean or do I
5: do? What do you do when well, you come up to me you say, "Um, you need to give me a hug today... Yeah, she does do that. And she was like, you didn't give me a hug today. And, and yes. And you were like, I want a kiss too. <laughs> everyone, everyone, you everyone hugs her. Like she's <laughs> the youngest, isn't it? And yeah. When we,
0: we don't, she tries to come and like get it out of you.
5: You know there's but something she, about like, her Because even I've been shouting I mean, hug her I've even you, seen them
0: But that's because she, She's a huggy person Yeah she, she is
5: That's, she's that's how
6: she likes to show yeah. That she cares about somebody By hugging them
5: Like the other day I was I was in the what, living room Or sitting her. with them She yeah, would she'll to come. cuddle her I'm like in the living room I'm on the opposite ends Of the couch And then she's like Come Come sit next to me And come cuddle me It's cold Come And I'm just like No And then she's like No, and she's like, no please And I'm like Okay fine
0: That is the cutest thing I've ever heard ever. This is the privilege of being the youngest child. I hate the way you're always right. I hate
1: it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh, even worse when you make me cry. (laughs) But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close, not even a little bit, not even at all.
0: It is a truth universally acknowledged that puberty sucks, even more so when you're a boy. Have you ever tried speaking to a teenager about love? Well, we did. And we might have succeeded. I think. Hi, uh, what's your name?
1: Anas, I am currently 16 years old.
0: So Anas, what do you think love is?
1: Love is a, is a feeling you have for a specific being it's more admiration respect and it usually turns into c- caring for that one being and building a relationship with them which in you can have positive benefits for both of you
0: so like as a teenager we when you watch like a lot of shows and stuff it's always based on like romance or whatever but as an actual teenager does that come to mind is it something that is part of your life
1: well when i watch movies that are based up movies or shows which include the theme of love a lot it doesn't really strike anything within me it just seems like it's added in there for plot points but to be honest i would it maybe it, it it riles something within me a couple times but most of the time it's not anything important i just focus on action and stuff
0: okay so do you think that whole concept of true love or whatever is real or
1: i mean if you're if you work on yourself and make sure that you become a the person that most people would want to have a relationship with. You'll end up finding someone that's like you. And you'll be able to build an actual good relationship with that person. So yeah, tr- true love can exist, but only if you're the best version of yourself.
0: Do you think that this how you think about it is the same as everyone else in your life? Like all the other kids in
1: your class? No, none of us really focus on love that much. We just focus on pretty much just playing games and stuff. That's That's pretty much it. Oh yeah, thanks for having me.
5: You have such strange ideas about
4: love. Maybe we should do what you would do. You meet, you have lunch, and you get married.
3: Oh, you forgot about happily ever after.
4: No, forget about happily ever after. It doesn't exist. Well, of course it does.
0: The dating game is a struggle sometimes. You're no longer dealing with the hormonal attack that is puberty, but your emotions are pushed hither and thither. Do you like them? Do they like you back? Yes, no, maybe? Does
3: true love even exist? We have found some footage from our time. On the hunting grounds, Hi, my name is Halima. I am twenty three and I am single. Hey, Halima, nice to meet you <laughs> again
0: um, so halima, this I'm gonna start off this into interv- this interview, sorry, with a question I've asked everybody we've interviewed so far. What is your definition of love? What do you pr- believe it to be?
3: I often associate love with happiness. Um, I think. You can very much be happy as a single woman. I am single and I am happy. Uh, But I think there's like a level, like an unlocked level of happiness and like contentment and joy that you find when you're in love. Um, And so I think of love as like understanding and compassion and having all of the things that you enjoy in life and being able to share it with someone else.
0: When you think about the term love and the word love, what relationships come to your mind at first, like right away?
3: Right away. I would think of my parents' relationship.
0: As like in terms of you, between you and them, or between them like as in each other?
3: Both. Both. I think I think of love between my parents. Uh, they've been married. They just celebrated their 40th anniversary, which we threw Marshall. a cute little surprise party for them, which was really awesome. And they have 16 grandkids and eight of us children. So they have essentially created an entire clan of offsprings of them, which I think is just so insane to think about and so beautiful. Um, And it was all of us in one place together. Um, So when I think of my parents, I definitely think of the love between the two of them that they've shared for four decades now. And I think love between parent and child is totally separate, but also a very beautiful kind of love.
0: And in terms of like, when did you start thinking about I don't know. It's it's difficult to say when did you start thinking about it because when you're talking about relationships with people of you know that you're interested in in terms of like guys and getting married and all that stuff, I think a lot of people like they start thinking about this stuff pretty young. Um, but when did you start thinking about it seriously?
3: I think when I entered college, I started thinking about it seriously. I started college at seventeen, um, and I looking back, I know I was really young. I was still a teenager. Uh, but being, you know, in college and I figured I entered a new, you know, era of my life, being the youngest daughter with four older sisters who are all married, all have children, all have homes. The idea kind of got implanted in my brain a little bit earlier that that was the goal, that marriage and having a family was something to work towards. So I started thinking about it, I think pretty early at like 17. Did you find it to be a huge part of your life, the thought process and thinking about how important it was to you, or was it something that was just secondary to everything else you're dealing with? I think it kind of ebbed and flowed at some parts of my life. I would put a lot of focus on it, and I would think this is like really important, and I really need to settle down. I really need to get married and i i want to make I want to put this as a huge focus in my life and other parts of my life typically after experiencing a breakup or typically after, you know, something has left and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm doing pretty good on my own. I can figure this out. It's not that important. That's just kind of something that I can treat as secondary in my life. So definitely I go back and forth.
0: And what was it about relationships that made you seek them out? Mm, that's a good question.
3: Um. Okay. So I think... I'm someone, I think, who kind of has struggled with intimacy a little bit growing up. Um, I have a really big family, but the, I guess, contradicting part is that you tend to feel alone when you have a really big family and you're kind of by yourself more often than people would think. So I think I grew up kind of on my own very much. And so... I would see, you know, different depictions of love, relationships on TV with other people, you know, my sisters in their relationships with their husbands. And it just always felt like something was missing. And I know that that can, a lot of people find that fulfillment through friendships, through other type of um, love. But I don't know, that that portion was never filled by other things. I, I kept feeling like I was missing something. I don't know. It's, it's a bit difficult
0: to try to analyze sometimes because I sometimes try and figure this out myself like do i want this because i want this or do i want this because i see everybody else has it so i need it by default it's what it's what's expected of me to do next like i don't know about you but i just remember when i graduated university a few weeks after my mom was like okay so what's up you know like what's going on and i was like what do you mean we've never had this conversation before why now (laughs) so it's like is it because you know society our families our friends our siblings the entire world expects this of you. Of course, you Of course, you know, we need to be loved. We need to be in, in these kind of specific relationships and get this kind of love, the romantic kind of love, the intimate kind of love, the love you find with a significant other. That's the kind of love we're hoping to achieve. I don't know. Do you feel as though, and this is maybe just me and, my, and me and my existential crises, <laughs> but is it that <laughs> is it that we really want it or is it that we're taught that this is what we want?
3: I think... I think we really want it. I don't know. I think, I think about uh, my life and I think about, I've been in really good relationships that have, you know, not worked for whatever reason, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just didn't have it written for me, but I can look back objectively and remember being so happy and so content and my heart was so full and I was just so in love and I really enjoyed those times. And I think that's one of the things that actually keeps me searching is that I know what it felt like and that I know that that happiness was so amazing and it was like a different kind of happiness. And so I think, I think a lot of it is taught. I think a lot of it is learned like, oh, this kind of, you know, romantic relationship is, is what you need. But having experienced it, I think, I mean, obviously I haven't experienced full on marriage or anything, but, um, having experienced really good relationships, I think I, I can see what they're talking about. And I can see that I definitely do want it for myself again.
0: Well, that, that's really good to hear, actually. <laughs> that's really
3: aspirational in a
0: way. At least you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but um, another question, though, just spinning off of that is, um, you know, you said that sometimes you want it, sometimes you're like living your best life and, you know, it fluctuates. It's never like a constant, steady, intense need. I mean, for, I'm sure for some people it is, but for, I think for a lot of people, it's more of it ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find yourself being um, pressured a lot by those people around you, like, you know, maybe parents a lot of the time or your siblings that, hey, listen, fix up, like, you got, get on top of this, you know, you've been playing around for quite enough of time. Mm
3: -hmm. I have. My mom very much would love if I was married off and was starting to have children. My mom definitely puts a lot of pressure on me to take it more seriously. I get the very opposite type of pressure from my dad. My dad very much would like me to focus only on school, especially being in grad school. He really wants to see me finish. He really wants to see me achieve success. So I get both of the pressures of the don't worry about it right now and you should really focus on this right now, um, and so I think that also contributes to why it ebbs and flows for me between my two parents. I think about my dad sometimes, and I'm like, you know what, he's right. I should focus on school, and I should really get this degree, and I want to, I want to succeed. And then I'll hear my mom out, and I'm like, you know what, you're right. I do want a family. I do want love, and so that definitely, that definitely plays into it. You know what I hate when people come to.
0: Like woman specifically, and they go, yeah, you can have it all. You could do it all. Like you know, you could you could get your grad school certificate. You know, get your diploma, get your degree, get work full time, have a kid, have a family, all that stuff. And they kind of like make it seem like it's it's very feasible and like it's not acceptable to struggle, kind of sometimes. And I find that quite um, you know, I think it's a way of thinking that where a lot of us are moving away from. Only because um, a huge part of that results in just women feeling constantly pressured to be perfect, to figure everything out um, and not, you know, enjoy themselves throughout through whatever process they're going through. You know what I mean? And it's okay to say sometimes, like, I'm just not able to do it all in this moment in time, you Mm -hmm. know. So something that, um, you know, a few friends of mine um, struggle with and like, you know, we talk about all the time is, you know what? I'm in this part of my life right now. I'm still in my twenties. I'm figuring out my career. I'm in grad school. I'm still climbing the ladder in my in, you know in my job or whatever. Um, maybe I don't have the time right now or the emotional you know um, reserves to get to know someone and to talk to someone and to find someone and then date and then get engaged and get married. It's like it's a it is a lot it's a of. Lot. Stress at the end of the day. Yeah, it is a lot, especially when you're balancing out both. And a lot of times the emotional burden is on the the woman woman. more Mm -hmm. than men. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: how do you navigate that? How do you deal with that? I'm learning to forgive myself and learning to be really patient with myself. I think I was under that guise that, like, I have to have it all and I have to do it all under a certain timeline and I have to there's just like this map that was like laid out in front of me. And I'm supposed to like navigate the map exactly how it was written. And I am just learning with time that that's just not how it works. Everyone has their own path. Everyone takes different amount of time to do different things. People do things in different order. For some people, it's they get married first and then they go back to school and get their things together. Or some people do it the other way around. So I've just been learning to accept that There is a plan for me and there is a path for me and it's just not going to match anyone else's around me. It's going to be a very singular experience. Um, And I think I find a lot of the solace that I do from thinking about like my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how he has always provided for me and how he has never steered me wrong and how things that I really wanted for myself I can look back and think wow that really was not good for me and I'm really glad that I got out of that situation or that he guided me out of it so I think whenever I do start to feel that way I start to feel pressure and you know like exhaustion and frustration I think you know what Allah is here and he's watching and he knows and he's guiding me towards something so I think that's I think that's how I navigate it through faith
0: I think something else that I um Noticed that really helped a lot is I, too, like I personally as well was always the timeline thing, like, especially when you're really young, like in your early 20s, you know, I'm gonna graduate at this date and I'm gonna get married by this time and I'm gonna be popping kids at this date and when I'm this many years old. And da, da, da. it was just so like intense and unrealistic and it kind of pressured a lot of what, like, in terms of my career path. And then I, like, was talking to once I started getting into the workforce and like was working and I was a resident um, and I'm still a resident um, and I was just talking to my colleagues, it's so pe- A lot of people now are, like, so blasé about it. And I think that's a phenomenal thing about growing up and, like, you know, gaining experience through life. You start to realize that the timeline is not important at all. You know what I mean? And, like, there are people out here. I know so many people who are fully working part-time just because they want to. like It has nothing to do with whether they're in a relationship or not, whether they're married or not, whether they have children or not. They are doing this because this is what brings them fulfillment and not doing, like for example, 50, 60-hour work weeks. They want to do a 30-hour work week, that's fine with them. They're working part-time and the rest of their time, they're spending it in whichever way they want. So it's really about balance at the end of the day, just figuring out that balance between work life socializing family friends relationships and just figuring that out along the way you know there is no at the end of the day there is no stop clock and whatever is written is mm-hmm.
3: right mm-hmm. I definitely agree and I think I'm starting to get better at balancing as much as I know I am actively searching I think that's the phase of my life I'm in I am actively searching I do know that like it's not my whole world and I still have school I still have I have so many other things going on in my life that it honestly actively searching only occupies maybe like 15 percent of like my capacity so I'm I'm definitely learning how to balance a little bit better
0: I love that for you and yeah I think it's, it's just something you learn and you still have to, I, I still grapple with this like, yeah like right now I'm just I'm, I'm constantly like okay so what can I do what am I capable of doing what am I capable of handling and I'm still telling myself every day like the timeline is not important and it's something you have to really it's not easy to unlearn a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. you know so alhamdulillah we'll get through yes, that um, however yeah just to get to the meat of the interview today so <laughs> we reached we, we reached out to you because you run a phenomenal tiktok oh account. brother <laughs> Uh, yes yeah and it's actually an amazing tiktok account you talk about um, your grad school experiences and a lot of dating experiences especially on dating apps mm-hmm. yep <laughs> like muzmatch Minder, all the above <laughs> yes that is me
3: i feel like I, I feel so bad i feel like i'm calling you out <laughs> It's okay. I've been getting called out left and right since I started this account. Since I started talking about it, um, this is definitely apparently who I am. This is who I am. I can't hide it. No, no, no. It's not
0: who you are. It's just it's just what you choose to put out there about a, a certain part of your life. It's perfectly fine. Very true. No, I don't yes. Why. But um, yeah. So basically, we reached out because we wanted to talk a bit more about your experiences on these dating apps. Because truth be told, they're very different from my experiences on dating apps. <laughs> i legit deleted every single dating app off my phone and then i'll be scrolling on you know yeah my tiktok my for you page and i'll see, you'll pop up and you'll be like yeah this is a great experience i'm like what oh my god maybe it's time to re-download
3: <laughs> no no i am not a spokesperson for these apps okay i have very much gone through the phases of i hate every man on all of these apps and deleted all of them from my phone <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I find this new hope somewhere. It just gets descended upon me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try again. And then I open them back up and then reset up my profiles and start swiping on people. Um, and I just decided to broadcast that for the world this time around. So, yep. No, I, I
0: love that for you. I love how open you are about it, number one. Because even the, just a few years ago, nobody would talk about their dating app experiences. Like, it was a big mm-hmm. deal. Um, if somebody was found to be on a dating app, and this is just like two, three years ago. So now I, f- I really love how more open and honest people are about using these things because at the end of the day, there's no shame. Yeah. In it. Like, why does it matter if you are looking for someone? At the end of the day, let's be honest.
3: Most of us are. Mm-hmm. So what's the mm-hmm. big deal? 100%. It, there was so much shame around it a couple of years ago. I couldn't... I, there was a long period. I didn't even tell my friends I was on these apps. I was like, they're totally going to flame me. They're going to roast me. They're going to be like, Harima, why on earth are you on these dating apps? Do you Have you lost all options? But you know what? I, I don't think that's it. I don't think you... Go to it as like a last resort. I think it's just a viable option. Like we're so sporadic, especially like if you have like um, I guess certain filters in real life. Like you're only gonna date Muslim people. You're only gonna date within your ethnicity. We're all over the world, and it's so hard to like find people. But I think these dating apps just kind are like a concentrated version. Like you could, all of your people are in one place. So I think that's that's why it's like a pretty decent option.
0: Definitely. And there's an honesty about it. I mean, when you go in, you meet somebody in real life and, you know, um, you're not sure what what page Mm -hmm. you're on, what page you're on, what you're looking for. Do you just want to be friends? Do you just want to be acquaintances? Are you looking for something Mm -hmm. more? the minute you both hit swipe on that, on that app, you both know where your heads are at. You know yeah, what I mean? But, you know,
3: yeah, you say that, but there's still some men who, I don't know what it is. They either, they like switch up because they either they're like gaslighters or whatever it is. But within a day they're instantly like, Oh, I wasn't actually on here for something serious. And I'm like, okay, sure. Great. So everything oh, in your wow. bio was just this is not it, huh? It's just, it's a, just lie. a lie. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, I think I think the thing, the important thing to remember is um, men are the same wherever you are,
3: whatever platform Period. you're on, in real life, on the socials, Period. on the dating apps, through your mom, they're all the you same. You are not getting some <laughs> special brand of men on these dating apps. It is literally the same men in real, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest uh,
0: issue a lot of people face is because they automatically assume when you get on a dating app, people are serious. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're serious about p- finding a significant other. And now nah, people are on here playing. I mean, if you just talk to your girlfriends, a lot, I'm sure a lot, some of them will be like, you know what? I just want to see what it was like. I just want yep. to see, I just want to have fun. It's the same for everybody. You know, there's always going to be a few people who aren't so serious, some people who are. And it's just important to have those conversations up yep. front. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, but one thing I would say is, Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I feel like dating apps suck the fun out of things. What do you mean? I mean, there's something fun about meeting somebody for the first yeah. time, not knowing where your heads are at, figuring things out, that little dance of, do you like me? Do you not oh, like me? Oh, you mean me? the anxiety you know, and the stress that
3: comes with finding a relationship? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. Uh-uh, that's not cute. I don't find that enjoyable. Not in the slightest bit. <laughs> that is just stress that is stress the dance of like do you like me Mm -mm, i refuse i refuse to go ever (laughs) since i'm so serious i have i have refound my faith in these dating apps because at the very least i know they find me pretty and i know they want to talk to me because they swiped right i'm never doing that (laughs) dance with a man in real life again uh-uh uh-uh <laughs> Never. You know it's so funny, like, like
0: I say that I say it sucks out the fun, but in reality, that you're right. It is so stressful. Mm-hmm. It is so stressful, and you know, there's some women out there who are out here, you know, shooting their shots, getting straight forward with people, being like, "Hey, I know we're friends, but I like mm-hmm. you." You know what I mean? But that is stress, yeah. and some of us just aren't capable. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? And this, this takes it out of there. Like this removes that whole that, that whole, whole thing whole from thing. the equation. Absolutely. <laughs> so,
3: Absolutely. I, there, I, there was like a phase in my life. I tried to be that woman who shoots her shot. And so I did a couple times. I would like DM a guy that I thought looked really good. I'm never going back to the period of my life again. Never. Never. Never going back to those days. Mm-mm, that was real ghetto. Not for oh me. Oh my God.
0: I'm not going to lie. I don't feel like men deserve to have women shoot their shot.
3: They ever. don't. In my Listen, personal we're opinion. the catch. Okay. We, we need to be courted and chased. What is this role reversal? Mm-mm, not for me. And don't
0: forget, I'm also just a girl, standing in front of a boy, asking him to love her. Ah, oh, the glow of the honeymoon phase. Is there anything cuter than a newlywed couple? All gushy and in love? It's at weddings when our hopes and dreams of finding love are rejuvenated, and the hunt begins once again. In the words of the great Meredith Grey, pick me, choose me, love me. To our dear listeners, best of luck, and may Cupid's arrow fly true.
2: Hey guys, my name is Khadra. I'm so happy to be here today.
0: (laughs) Thank you for being on this episode. Khadra is giving us a perspective on getting married young, right? Yeah, So today we're going to ask her a couple of questions about her opinion on marriage and what she thinks is the right way to do it,
5: I guess, or oh. <laughs>
0: is it the right way? We'll see. should trying so have whether- people come for me after this? <laughs> it's
2: your opinion, True. Disclaimer, you guys, everything I say um, is my opinion and if it does not resonate with you, then I respectfully, you know, you could always respectfully just disagree, but I'm not here to impose my opinions on you. I'm just here to say... How it was for me, from my experience, and so um, getting married young for me was um, obvi- actually it was kind of a bit surprising. I'm not gonna lie. I always imagined myself to be getting married like later on in my mid to and late twenties, mm-hmm. uh, partly due to because you know Hoi and I Al were always like, oh, you're gonna have to finish school first. Yeah. Don't even bring those talks around us until you're done school. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, you know, going through the motion in school and everything, I put myself in the mindset, okay, you know, just degree first, marriage second. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are in that mindset too, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But subhanAllah, I feel like when you meet the right person and Ilahi purposely puts people into your life for specific reasons. Yeah. And um, for my husband, the way I met him was very i couldn't have planned it i did not see it coming it was well it was literally just thrown at me like i don't know how else to put it like it was thrown at me please so i feel like um in life in general you know it's always it's like you always have a plan but then elehi reminds you that he's always the best of planners so it's like you have this plan finish school graduate get a job get married settle down have kids and then you just get so caught up in the works and then there's always things happening midway and it's always like elehi um, reinforcing you and pushing you to remember that you know he's the one in control like you can you can plan you can put to in him you can do your part you can tie your camel but you can't always force the situations and the circumstances to happen so I feel like that's the, what it was with me you know I was on the path I'm like okay but I had things happening obviously but like in terms of marriage I did not see myself getting married at 22 ever I would have never thought that I would never have believed that if somebody told me Even, like, in the beginning of 2019, if somebody told me, Khadra, you're going to get married at the end of 2019, I would have been, like, you're on crack. Like, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. You can't stop saying that, you know? So, um, yeah. For me, getting married young, it was a blessing disguise. Alhamdulillah. I do not regret it. I don't. Inshallah, I never do. And um, I honestly would not change anything about the way it happened. For some people, it works. For some people, it doesn't. But I think the biggest thing for me was just putting it, be- putting the fear behind me. Yeah. Like, there's so much bad things that we associate with getting married young mm-hmm. um, because of like other people's experiences, the reality of today's world, things that are always happening. But um, we forget to appreciate the beauty of it, yeah. you know, and the struggle of being together and... Um, you know, hustling together and understanding each other and just being there for each other and getting through your biggest moments of life with somebody else is actually amazing. So don't you have to have an open mind for that? Yeah, you do. You really do. Because Wallahi, like even for me, um, when I was in my relationship with my husband, like when I was talking to him, getting to know him, I I was planning on getting married to him. Like, you know, I wasn't just talking to him just for... For the okay. sake of talking to him. But, uh, like, I did have in my mind, okay, I'm going to marry this person when the time is right. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I di- At the same time, though, I didn't want to prolong it. You know? So, I didn't want to say, oh, I'm going to get married to him whenever the time is right. Like, I had a plan to get, we ha- we had a plan to get married as soon as I was done school. Okay. And he was done school. So, which wasn't too long from now. Like, we're finishing the school this year, so yeah. it wasn't too long. But um, that was probably, like, my second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, we had, like, an end goal. But I did not plan it to happen. And when it was happening, though, I had to have an open mind because I was talking to him. We were talking, getting to know each other. And I was like, you know what? This person actually aligns with the type of person I see myself with. And just having an open mind and saying, okay, the scariest part was, okay, if this person is really everything you kind of always hoped for and make dua for, like, they align with what you want, Mm -hmm. that fear of it's too good to be true or you're too young you know you don't know what you're getting yourself into you're, you're not old enough you're not mature enough you don't know enough yet am i right am i being delusional is this really what it is like you know is what i'm seeing what i'm getting like it's just all these fears that are just in the back of your head um i mean sometimes they're they're real enough based on your previous experiences but other times they're mostly just made up because of how we refuse to see situations and how like we refuse to accept certain things and the fact that we're actually scared of that growth so I feel like it's a way for us to be reinforced into our little safety box, into our little box that we're comfortable in, in our comfort zone. So growing out of that, it just raises all those spirits. So you're basically fighting yourself with him. I was. I was basically fighting myself. And I'm not going to lie, I gave him a hard time. Wallahi, I was like, like I was so hot and cold. Like, you know, I want this. I don't want this. Yeah. And <laughs> if I was him, to be honest, I would be like, listen, come talk to me when you're ready. And you know what you want. Deuces, I'm out. But he was so patient, mashallah. And I feel like, him also like he at times there was times where he questioned himself and he's like i don't know if if, i don't know if i could be the man that you need me to be i don't know if i could be the man that i need to be getting into this type of thing and you know obviously like reassurance works both ways but it takes that essential foundation of trusting each other Mm -hmm. and knowing that why you're doing this like the intentional like the initial intention of why you guys are even talking and the purpose of talking and your intention of after like how long you're talking for and the the reason why you're talking basically getting to marriage yeah. is like as long as you guys have that in, like intact and mm-hmm. obviously for more of the bigger reason for the sake of Allah like com- mm-hmm. to complete half your deen as long as you guys are always on that and reminding each other of that then um, ups and downs will come like yeah. you reassured people obviously they're not always going to be on their highs they're not always going to be on their lows mm-hmm. but at times people question themselves especially when situations come to push and shove right mm-hmm. so I feel like it was both ways like that initial step like I said I had to crush those fears yeah. like I literally sat down and I asked myself, Khadra, what are you afraid of? And I literally wrote down all my fears. And then I looked at them, and I'm like, okay, why are you afraid of this? Like, I literally had to ask myself. I had to self-assess myself. Yeah. I was like, why are you afraid of this? And I wrote down my reasons. And I was like, and then after I wrote it down, I was like, okay, but what is the possibility of this happening? You know, what? Or and then what actions can you take to make sure that this doesn't happen? Obviously, a lot of the times, it was to just put your talk on it. Like, you cannot control what happens. You cannot control the consequences of certain fears. But you can control what you think, how you think, and how you put your trust into Allah, you know? Especially if you put it into him for the right reasons, he's never going to disappoint. Especially for a thing like marriage. I feel like what a lot of people forget, even myself included, was... The fact that if you're doing something for Ilehi, you can't expect negative things to come out of it. And you have to actually ask yourself why, because a lot of times some fears are valid. And I'm not going to say they aren't, because for a lot of people in certain experiences, people have might have had some heartbreaks, they might have had some family issues, you know, growing up, like, abuse, neglect, all these, like, things, like, your inner child also comes into play. You cannot deny that. But some fears are also just... Just fear because of the situation. Mm-hmm. Fears because you don't... It's new. it's new. You've never experienced it and you don't know what's going to come out of it. And a lot of times, fear is just uncertainty. You know, it just comes from uncertainty. But then again, it's just placing your trust in Allahi, Um, Tying your camel, and then just moving forward with it. And I, that's the biggest thing I had to do. That was... Getting married young was... It was it good, was, alhamdulillah. But the biggest obstacle... Growth. It was a growth. Yeah, definitely yeah. a growth. In terms of um, getting married young and finances and all that... I feel like, obviously, you can't just jump into things yeah. with, like, you know, just full-on, head-on without um, having some sort of preparation. Yeah. Obviously, you do have to rely, rely on Ilehi. Yes, mm-hmm. that plays a part. But, like we said, you also have to do your part. So, when we were getting married, um, like, when we were leading up to getting married, we made the decision to get married. We made sure that he had a good job. We yeah. made sure that he made enough. I, I made sure that he made enough that it would cover us both where I wouldn't have to work if I'm in school. Yeah. Um, I made sure that, like, obviously we had a car. We'd be able to get a car. Um, I made sure that school wouldn't be a problem for us. Like, our schedules wouldn't conflict, you know, obviously for being able to spend time together and whatnot. Yeah. And just for a lot of other reasons, like being able to understand each other and, like, um, write down a list of, okay, what goals do you have? What goals do I have? Okay. How do they mesh together? Can okay. they open communication? Yeah. How can, can they be achieved together? Or is it something that has to be done on one's own? ability right so it's just seeing like um all those factors and also being prepared like you can't say okay i'm getting married young you know yes it's sunnah yes it's khair yes it's recommended it's amazing there's nothing wrong with it but you can't just say i'm gonna get married tomorrow and, you know, compromise and everything All this comes from Ilahi. What's meant to be, will what be Whatever, Stop it is what it is promotion. Yeah, just throw it, Like, it doesn't work like that You know what I mean? Whatever happens, happens You yeah. know, I'm, I'm here for a good time Not for a long time Like, it does not work like that You have to, you have to prepare You have to plan And then you have to put your trust in Ilahi. And that's just for everything Like I was just thinking back on it the other day And I'm like, it's crazy Like, the way like I prepared for marriage Is the way, like, you have to prepare for so many other things yeah. But just on different terms and different you know spectrums in different ranges. Obviously, a lot of times that you know money does go to waste, or yeah. you end up regretting it, and that's actually another good thing I want to talk about. Was planning for a wedding? Please go for well, it. like <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> struggles was for me intentionally was, did I want a wedding or did I not want a wedding? Yeah. That was the big that question, is, yeah. and the harder part. The question itself is not hard. It's the social expectation that's around what I'm you. Wondering. You know,
0: in the end of the day, you you do get married. You do end up being like. Each other's family, yeah. But, like, society has these expectations as well. Society, Do you, let's uh, clarify that?
2: that Somali community, yeah. <laughs> Somali Hoyas, your upties, your aders your edos, your habiers. like, oh, all these unnecessary errors for people you've, <laughs> people, never, yeah. people you've never heard of, <laughs> <laughs> people you don't know about are saying, Oh, if this doesn't happen, we don't know her, what? you know. Like, like, I don't know you, like, sis, I don't know you. Who are you to be telling me this? I don't, <laughs> exactly. my mom never mentioned you. Who are How you? you deal with that? Like, um, I feel like that's wild. Well, hey, it actually is, and it actually was a Big role, like it played a big role on my like I said, I kinda got cold feet because of this. Um, it was just because for me, like before I speak about all this, it's just I'm the type I like to have everybody happy. You know, yes. I like to make sure everybody's good, everybody's in a good mood, everybody understands each other. Like I cannot stand tension, I can't stand bad energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Myself with others and others around me. Mm-hmm. So for this, I was like, okay, Khadra, like you know, obviously you want a TT. You want to have fun. You know, it's your one night. Yeah, it's the one night to be happy you people. want people to be happy for you. You you just, you know, it's, it's a good night. It's the night where nobody can say anything to you. And it's the night where everybody's happy for you. It's your date, Like, yeah. you know, nobody, like, wallahi, you can, you can, you can dress however you want. Yeah. You can wear whatever you want. So you can eat whatever you one want. One and it's the only one too, right? Because that's the thing too. Another... Um, The other social construct of it is that it's supposed to be your only wedding. Like, there's already the expectation you cannot. Listen, you're getting into this khadra. (laughs) It's it's for life. Like, you throw out once, you're never going to have a chance again. So you better make it count, you know? So it's just that whole idea of it. So for me, it was very... I personally... Growing up, I always did imagine myself to have a wedding. I can't lie, because my whole family does it big. Like, you know? I'm the oldest daughter. Exactly. So it was just a Lot of different things, the uradda, you know, coming from a big kabil that everybody knows or whatever, and it's just the pressure is there. Like, if you say no, like, you're not fighting your mom or your dad, you're fighting an entire kabil. Like, yes. you're fighting people that have control not control per se, but like that have inputs yes. towards that are gonna say things you to your parents. And you can't tell them to shut up, <laughs> yeah. you can't tell your parents why I would just ignore it, like, because yeah. they're gonna hear it regardless. Yeah. So, it's just there's so much pressure on it. But for me, uh, I like I said, I wanted I always thought I'd have a big wedding, I kind of wanted a big wedding. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, I feel like everybody wants a big, nice wedding until you see how much work you have to put into it. And that's when it made up for me. I was like, Khadra, is it- <laughs> this is what you wanted? You want this? You're going to have to do this, 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 yeah. and this. Yeah. On top of that, you still need this, this, and this. Like, it was just so much. And then mind you, also being in school, yeah. being the oldest. So obviously, I already have my own responsibilities. Um, working, everything, it was just, I was like... Can I like I really had to mentally like check myself and my own mental health? I'm like, what am I in the space to really plan a wedding like this? Yeah. Okay, let's say I am, um, let's say I do cut out some non-priorities. I can do this. But at the end of the day, when I go home after this, mm-hmm. am I gonna be able to live by this issue for the rest of my life and say it was worth it? Yeah. or am I gonna regret it? Mm-hmm. You know? Because I mean wedding, well I can't lie, they're they're amazing, they're fun, like it's part of our daqan. you know it's 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 beautiful, like especially the way somebody do it. But at the end of the night, when you go home and you're dead tired, you can't lift your body, you can't lift your feet. You're the guy you just met is standing right in front of you. Like, and you're just thinking about everybody and everything and you probably didn't even get a chance to eat and it's just so much going on. You're just like, was this really worth it? Well, like, the stress, the money, like the biggest thing for me was, um, because I don't know if other people like get real about it, but the biggest thing for me was, um, like I said, because we were planning to get married. Like, we are planning to get married, but also we made an actual strategic plan. Like, I was like, okay, if we're getting married, we have to have this done. You have to be able to have this, like, a job, car, all this going, and money, like, his family and him had a certain amount, or whatever. Okay. Planning for after the wedding, because the wedding, a lot of people forget is, it's not just the night of. And I feel like a lot of people forget that, you know, the lag and everything, the majority, like, the priority of it is for the night of. The nikah, the men, the until yeah. the dinner, the woman's part after, you know, the everything, like, the decor and everything. It's just... Okay, yeah, that's all important, but what about after? <laughs> you still have rent to pay after that. Mm-hmm. You have furniture. If you get your furniture on lease, sis, who's paying that for you? Is your hubby who was um for you gonna pay that for you? Okay, yeah, everybody was telling you have a wedding. Mm-hmm. Everybody was saying throw it big. The- are they gonna Are they gonna pay for your leased furniture? <laughs> are they gonna pay for your leased car? Are they gonna pay for your adig? No, no, nobody. Everybody wants to. The biggest thing I learned was everybody wants to have an opinion until they're told to contribute. To contribute. Wallahi, everybody wants to say, oh, have this, have a chocolate fountain, have this. <laughs> okay, are you willing to pay for it? Have a
0: chocolate
2: fountain. <laughs> Wallahi, are you going to pay for the chocolate fountain? I'll have it if you pay for it. Yeah. Uh, No, why would. Okay, then don't tell me how to do it. Wow. Simple. Wallahi, and that's the biggest thing I realized. Like, a lot of people are going to tell you what to do, what not to do. They're going to judge you yeah. based on your own decisions. They won't even volunteer time. And they won't even volunteer their time or energy. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, if it's not this and this, it's not a, it's not even worth going to. I don't smell about how to You know, like, and you're just like, okay, but, you know, thank you for your time and energy, but this is my life, yeah, not yours. Yeah. A lot of people were trying to tell me and my mom what to do and how to do our wedding. And it was just annoying. Like, yeah. I'm just like, and I was like, Hoya, we need to team up against it. We need to square up on these people. Like, this is unacceptable. For me to get heat is fine. But for you, Hoya, this right. is that's unacceptable. Insane. Your
0: mom doesn't even get away with
2: it. Your mom does not get away with it. Your dad's getting calls yeah, <laughs> so, And the thing is, you know, everybody, especially when you come from, like I said, a qavi, like that, it's just like everything is just so under a microscope. Like yeah. they're just in your business and you don't catch a break. It was not my priority. I feel like for a lot of the times, like I said, it's, it's And a lot of the times it happens when ilahi knows you're ready for it. Okay. I, and that's the thing I feel like um, myself included. A lot of people forget is yes. We're so focused on having marriage happen. But a lot of times, we don't know if we're ready for it. Like, we feel like we are, but not. Re- but we're not truly self-aware if we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we could feel like, okay, yeah, I'm ready for marriage. Okay, are you ready for the whole idea of marriage? Or, which is like having somebody yeah. taking care of you, going out, doing things, going places, traveling. Or are you really ready for everything, for including, everything the including, the including the ugly, the good, the bad, the tears, everything. You know, the hard times, the tough times, the good times, mm-hmm. the misfortunes that happen. Like... Which part are you ready for? The idea or the reality? Yeah. You know? And I feel like a lot of people, even myself included, I was, every every girl's always ready for the ideal, Marriage. ideal, yeah, ideal. for the ideal, ideal part of it. Ideal. But not for the reality. And I feel like when you start thinking about the reality is when this, when those fears again like, start kicking in. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, am I really ready for this? Mm-hmm. You know? So, this is real life. This is real life. This is no going back. Yeah. <laughs> you're not in a game where you could just get another life and do over redo Redo. no this is once you're in you're in you're locked in and literally whatever happens follows you sadly as it is through the rest of your life so I feel like for the most part I feel like yes to some extent some people have control over it but at the end of the day Allah has control over it it's something he made it's something that he made it's something that he made made half like half the religion for a reason I, I don't feel like anybody as much as they would like can have control over it as much as they want to, mm-hmm. and I feel like Elyhe gives people that opportunity when he knows they're ready for it. Okay. And at the same time, it's not like he just gives it to you for like you know it's for whatever test. reason. It's a test, Regardless. exactly. Yeah. It's a test. It's a blessing, but it's a test. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do with this? It's a blessing I gave you, just like okay. just like anybody else who has lots of money. Okay, you have wealth, but it's a test. That it's a bless that's been given by Ely. What are you gonna do with it? Mm-hmm. You know. So I feel like. I do
0: think a lot of people think marriage as, like, a game. Like Yeah. You know, you often, oh, I'm a married
2: woman. I'm a side. married, yeah. You're going to stay the same. You're gonna, no, it's, there's so much that happens. And a lot of it is growing throughout the marriage. Because a lot of the times, marriage is not just stagnant. It's yeah. not just, it's not honeymoon phase forever. You know, you're going to eventually see all the sides of this person. Yeah. Like, when you're talking, you don't see, you don't even see. I honestly would say you don't even see. You might, if you're lucky, see 10 15, 20 at most percent of this person because obviously everybody's on their best behavior you might get the ugly depending on the mood or depending on what happens but you're never gonna see that you like you know you know a person when you travel with them eat with them or live with them yeah. there's no way that you're gonna know a person before that so talking behind a screen or meeting up at a coffee spot a couple of times that's not when you get to know a person really you know so you truly get to know them after and um, having said that you you don't know what you're in for at all, ever. Like, I don't think anybody could ever be truly married for marriage. Yeah. Like, I feel like, yes, you can prepare, yeah. but I don't think you'll ever be fully ready. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you need to be able to roll with it. You need to be able to roll with it. You need to have that sabr. Yeah. You need to have that, pa- like, or, sorry, I was supposed to say patience. You need to have that patience. You need to have that tawakul. Mm-hmm. And you also need to have that um, that hard work yeah. to make it work. You can't just say, oh, the first time we get a problem, I'm out, I'm done. I did not sign up for this. <laughs> Are you going to be able to put your differences aside yeah. when it matters most and have an open and honest communication? Yeah. Which I feel like is so hard, especially like growing up Muslim, how are you supposed to have an open honest communication with a guy? <laughs> like, you know, our whole life, we're just, we're banned from boys. Like girls, guys, haram. That's a given, you know, your whole life growing up. You know, other than like regular interaction, that squirrel or duxy or whatever. But like, other than that, like being told to live with somebody and then you have a problem with a man, a guy, and then being told, okay, like... Not being told but knowing yourself that you have to Okay Khadr, I can't be petty about this. Yes. I have I have to talk about this. Mm. I have to I have to see my feelings. Like I have to
0: Well that sounds familiar. Yes, <laughs> another question. Have you ever thought about getting married? Why? It's never come across your mind? Okay, so that's a note from Montez, but you just quiet on the subject. <laughs> uh, why are you so quiet only, only one time only one time was it a random thought or were you thinking of someone partic- in particular no it was just a random thought just a random thought okay what about you Yusra I see you yeah. squirming in your seat obviously you think about it okay in a good way or in a bad way do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing
5: I want I want a I wanna wedding but not the marriage <laughs>
0: high five <laughs>
5: Like okay, like, I don't mean she wants to be a
0: bride, but she doesn't want to be. So you want the I party want wife. So you want the party, but you don't want the commitment.
5: Yeah, because imagine you're not just you're not just feeling good, but you and you just want to go in bed and sleep. You have to share that bed with someone else. Oh, you so cookies. like. No, like, that's just, like, you know when you're on your own time or, like, you just don't want to talk to someone, but now you've made a commitment to someone, you have to always talk to them. You always have to give up your time, your space, your energy to them, like, and it's, like, forced. You have to do it now. Mm. It's not like, oh, if I don't want to talk to you, I don't have to talk to you. You know Mm. what I mean? Do you feel the same way about your siblings? Yeah, but, like, with them, you don't have to talk to them. It's, like, if you want to talk to them, you talk to them. Can't it be the same way if you had a partner? No. But then they will be upset, isn't it? Then then you have to deal with them like being upset, and you have to act like you care, and you have to. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's so long. Imagine they're upset, and you're finally in a good mood. Now you have to act like you're in a bad mood just to fit their mood and make them feel happy and sad and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just like now that it's like looking after someone. You don't have to look after. I don't want to look after someone. You can't even look after yourself, and you have to look after someone else now.
0: Okay, so what if instead of that, instead of having to deal with all of that, you found somebody who's cool, not so dramatic, not constantly emotional, and you have to, you know, play and and take care of their feelings and stuff like that?
5: Just someone normal, like your siblings. Yeah. You don't want to marry your sibling, do you? That's true, that's gross.
0: (laughs) I agree. There's something wrong about that. Yes.
2: have to talk about this like it's just weird like to a whole man who may not even understand me you know what i mean what is the what (laughs) can we just can we just not talk to each other like when we're like when we're we're just in the talking stages you know take some time off for a couple days and just regroup like no you see this you person every day you actually have to deal with everything yeah. and there's no that's what I mean when I say you're locked in well like you said you're locked in there's oh, nothing God. you can't escape you have a fight you're coming home you're not you're staying out like, oh, you're, still here? you're still here we're talking about this like you can't avoid it so I feel like um, that's the whole thing like the idea and the reality of it like you, you, can, you can prepare for it but as long as you know what you're getting yourself into yeah. then you can work towards the idea and obviously marriage is beautiful not everything is Upset, like, not everything is downs and the ugly, and it's just and you know, people love, just to, focus just people love to focus on the negative, and then, like, I said, it's just because the fear of the outcome, like, mm-hmm. you don't know, like, nobody knows getting into marriage if they're gonna stay married forever obviously but like you don't think about that you don't say i'm getting married and i know i'm gonna get divorced yeah. like stuff like it's this,
0: this, this, this half, half,
2: half, half, half. half. it's the red flag is game yeah. over like you don't go into that and subhanallah like i wouldn't ever encourage anybody to go in with that mindset because then you're just setting yourself up for failure mm-hmm. right but like i said i feel like just going into it you can be prepared you you have to be prepared you mm-hmm. can't just say i'm not prepared and I'm trying to get married mm-hmm. but i don't think anybody's fully ready because it's not something you've done before you know what I mean? It's not something you've, you've had full on training. It's not something you've lived through. You didn't go to boot camp for getting married. You can't course. be ready. There's no course. There's no course, Olahi. Elahi gives it to you when he feels you're ready. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. He's giving it to you here. Let me see what you're going to do with this. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
3: So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever.
0: You know when they say going steady? I always thought that it should be used for people that are well into their relationships. You know, married and five to 10 years down the line, happiness, even fulfillment. That hurdle from honeymoon to contempt seems pretty steep. Shall we find out more?
4: Full name, I guess, Abdaziz. Uh, I'm out of Toronto. Um, I work in IT project management. I do Somali cultural stuff as well. I'm married, I have one daughter. And uh, yeah, I'm in, in my in my thirties because an Englishman never reveals his age. <laughs>
0: okay, that's good to hear. In your thirties, keep it keep it vague.
4: Exactly. We're not trying to put personally identifiable information. There, out there you, you know? go.
0: There you go. I mean, you just gave us your full name and your <laughs> um, job, so it won't be that hard.
4: Yeah, postal code. Postal.
0: Code, you might as well drop that in as well. Yeah.
4: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to ask you what you define as love, but I'm going to ask you um, how has your definition changed of love over
4: the years yeah no that's a really good question um i think it's it's changed um um from you know it's it's really a feeling initially um and that's kind of the way that i I looked at love it's something that you know excitement all dopamine that's kind of how you look at uh, love especially early on and and attraction um and it's settled into more of you know things that are maybe more boring that people talk about but things like you know intimacy uh being vulnerable with someone else uh being on kind of this this journey that you're on together uh as a couple um so i think definitely it's changed more from you know just uh being i guess uh, an overwhelming emotion to being uh something that's that's uh you know a lot more meaningful and uh and about a partnership really in life uh made me somebody that's uh um, you know, more certainly more considerate, um, and certainly somebody that uh is more, you know, even forgiving and understanding. Um, because once, you know, the masks kind of are are off and you're your true selves, um, you you see the flaws, you know, in your in yourself first and foremost. Um, as well as, you know, not everything is gonna be one hundred percent positive about about your partner. There's gonna be small pet peeves even here and there, etc. Um, and you become somebody that's uh, you know, that can look kind of past that. And, uh, and that also is just, um, that, that is thinking about, you know, someone else. And I think that's grown even more as, uh, you know, I've got a little daughter. Um, so that just takes it to another level. Um, because you really look at your life, not as just, you know, your life, but, but the other people that, uh, everything you do kind of impacts.
0: And how, and how has that changed things? Because, um, I saw an interesting tweet there, like yesterday. And someone says whenever they need motivation, uh, they they look up uh, their daughter's tuition fees and it makes them work that much harder um, for, like, you know, schools and universities and stuff. And it makes them work that much harder to, you know, help them achieve that. Um, how would you say, you know, having a daughter has changed what you view love to be? Because there's a difference between being... You know, when you, with your parents and being their child versus you now becoming a parent.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, and I saw that tweet. Uh, it's, uh, it was a pretty, pretty cute, uh, sort of tweet, uh, pretty inspirational as mm-hmm. well. Um, I think you, you had a response there where you were like, but, but at the same time, it, it's a lot of pressure, right? So, yeah. so, so, so there is that as well. But, uh, in terms of having a daughter and the impact it's had on, on, you know, me as well as, you know, my understanding of, of love and, and relationships, uh, definitely it's, uh, it's another level of happiness. Uh, and you know, a, a source of well, a source, of, a true source of happiness. Like people always say, you'll never know until you actually have kids. And you know, I, I wasn't somebody that always felt um, that you know I I'd, I'd be the greatest you know kid sort of person or anything like that. Um, but but I can say you definitely feel um, a bond and a connection uh, with your with your child that that you don't feel with you know anyone else, even even uh, you know my wife. Uh, it's a different type of love. Um, it's a more you know in some ways more unconditional love because kids uh, especially are you know they're always making mistakes you're making mistakes as a new parent um and so it's 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 a love that's you know there's a lot of you know ups and downs to it a lot of learning um and a lot of growth i guess uh is 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 the type of love that i describe uh with with a kid
0: I think a, a diff- this is a bit of a difficult question to kind of phrase. Um and it's a question that I've asked a few of my friends. How has having um a child affected your relationship with your partner?
4: Yeah, no, that's a good question. Especially uh, you know, we're still alhamdulillah, you know, it's pretty small small uh family in terms of uh by the standards of, you know, uh so- Somali families at large because we've only, only have uh, the one the one child. Um so it, it definitely, you know, it, it, it changed our relationship in a lot of ways number one um, when I got, first got married my wife and I uh, we were kind of living in a city Regina Saskatchewan of all places that you know <laughs> we didn't have any family or anything like that so it was it was this little cocoon where it was just the two of us basically and I thought that was like a, an awesome you know phase in our in our uh just in terms of building our relationship kind of becoming our own little family unit and then you have this new person sort of come into that and so it shifted you know a lot of our day-to-day sort of routine definitely. Um it 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 definitely uh also may, makes you see your partner in a new light, you know, as a as a parent. Um you start referring to each other as, you know, uh mama and baba or apa and hoyo um and things like that. It, it definitely, I, I feel like it deepens, uh, the love or it has deepened the love that we have for each other. Um, I feel like in some ways it's, it's matured the love that we have for each other as well in terms of, I think you were, used the word considerate before, uh, that, that level of consideration goes up. I think you really become more forgiving and understanding of each other. Um, especially when you have a child in the equation because you, you, you know, you kind of see, um, you, you, you kind of feel this new gained respect, I guess, for each other as, as far as, um, you know, seeing, especially for me, uh, seeing, uh, my wife and, and her role as a, as a, as a, as a mother, uh, it's a whole new dimension, uh, in her personality, um, and one that I, you know, just builds kind of my love for her, um, and, and respect of her as, uh, as, as this amazing human that I'm lucky enough to, to spend my life with. I don't even know if I really answered your question, Hafsa.
0: <laughs> no, you did. And you answered it really well. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, but another um, thing to add to that is, then in that sense, how much of your life do you consider your marriage to be? Do you see yourself first as an individual? Do you see yourself as a uh, part of a whole um, or a partner Um, how, how do you, like, I don't want to say identify, but how do you picture yourself?
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I, I definitely do see myself as, uh, you know, part of a whole, um, part of a family unit. Um, you know, my daughter reminds me that, of that all the time. Like, you will have situations where I'll be, you know, maybe working late. Uh, she'll come into my office and say, you know, you know, Baba, don't you want to join your family? Uh so um, you know, things like that always remind me that uh that I'm that I'm part of this this larger um you know sort of sort of unit and uh, and so I view myself a lot of times we'll use, you know, my wife and I like the we and we're thinking about things and and obviously, you know, planning things and all of that um with, with each other in mind um i definitely also still see myself as you know abda is somewhere in there and uh try to still maintain you know uh, uh, you know relationships uh with you know friends and and a social life uh although we've got covid now um you know outside of outside of marriage and i think that's that's something that's really really you know healthy um and i think especially for us when we first got together and we were um you know in in regina um, we were in that, you know, obviously the newlywed sort of, sort of, sort of phase. Um, and even in that next phase where we were kind of settling in and, uh, you know, becoming more aware of each other, etc. we, we kind of really were, we settled into a pattern where we didn't have a huge social circle. It's a new city. Um, we were, you know, kind of just in our lives, you know, together 100% uh, of the time, um, outside of work. And eventually, you know, that, that does lead to, um, you know you kind of lose yourself a little bit and i think that's something that happens with couples if you kind of go from that newlywed uh sort of phase and and settle in, in into kind of new patterns um so alhamdulillah especially when we moved back to toronto um we got back into um really you know connecting with our with our friends uh connecting with our sort of social networks uh and that's i think the 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 phase of a marriage where you know especially you know, you kind of see the other person has another life, and so you can go one of two ways. You can either be, you know, kind of controlling of that, and and really have all these, you know, issues come up, or you can try to really accept that, and you know, communicate clearly, and and have trust uh, in each other, and um, and you know, just kind of let yourselves, let each of you live, you know, um, uh, lives within the marriage and and kind of outside of that as well. Um, and alhamdulillah, I think you know we, Yasmin and I have a really good balance as far as that that goes, and um, it's you know try not to do too much myself and, you know, try to stay out at all hours or whatever. Those are the types of things that sometimes can create marital problems. Uh, but I still want to have that outlet as an individual and and have, you know, friends and, and whatever else, like, you know, that social life.
0: Mm, or like res- like respecting those boundaries, sort of.
4: Exactly. I think it's communicating clearly about those boundaries and then really respecting them, right? So, so
0: at this point in your life, you know, you've been married for a while, a few years, you have mm-hmm. a daughter. Um, and you know, a lot of people struggle to get past that, um, or get over that hump that is, you know, the honeymoon phase and then things going downhill a little bit and then coming back up. How do you, how do you keep things fresh? How do you make sure that, you know, things don't get boring or die down or all of that?
4: Yeah. So, so first of all, it's been a couple of years, it's eight years, four months, 27 days and uh, 13 hours. I think uh, 20, 22 <laughs> seconds um (laughs) but uh but but basically uh yeah no you're 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 right it's uh it's especially when you kind of hit that comfortable stage where you're both you know into your routines and you know life is life is just kind of this is the life that you're used to um it's that that is one of the challenges is kind of uh um you know Trying to make sure that you still have that, that spark and, uh, find new ways, uh, of, you know, getting to know each other. So what we, some of the stuff we've done, um, is, you know, finding kind of like new activities, whether it's, you know, different types of games, um, uh, that, that, we, especially with, with the whole COVID, COVID situation, um, you know, doing puzzles together, whatever it is, um, you know, planning, um, especially when, when we were able to go outside, you know, really taking that time to plan things like date nights and, um, at, We're lucky to have, um, you know, our, our families here. So we're able to, to get, you know, some sort of support with, uh, uh, childcare, but really carving out that time for yourselves as a couple instead of just as, you know, parents is really important. And, uh, and, you know, planning really special things, uh, new things and really just kind of having new experiences together is really what I found to be, uh, what, what keeps things fresh and, uh, and us kind of learning new things about each other.
0: Inshallah, um, last question: What are you looking forward to in the future?
4: Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to uh, Inshallah, perhaps uh, growing our family a little bit. Uh, that's that's something that, you know we're considering Inshallah, and um, other than that, uh, I'm just looking forward to um, number one, you know getting getting out of covid <laughs> so that we can uh go out and uh do some of our you know date nights things like uh grabbing sushi together um definitely looking to you know traveling traveling together a little bit more as a family which we really haven't been able to do uh with with our daughter just being so young uh, uh earlier so i'm really looking forward to that and i'm looking to see how just our dynamic as uh as a couple as a family kind of uh, how we grow uh together over the next couple of years inshallah
0: Inshallah. Okay, that's, I think that's everything. Um, and do you want to add any closing remarks?
4: No, all good. No, I think, uh, I think we covered it all. I, I'll end by, you know, we're asleep until we fall in love. That's my war and peace quote, so I'll end with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've loved you since I was 11. And shit won't go away. Sometimes the best advice comes from experience. Rookies gushing about love, relationships, and marriage? Nope. We want an MVP. So we spoke to our favorite auntie for insight. Just a heads up, most of this conversation is actually in Somali. The link for the transcript and translation will be in the episode description below.
6: So when did you move to Canada? Canada was in 1991. Marka alhamdulillah, Canada was really was so good. Because sida hadda maxay <Sessly> different scoop u noqotay <Sessly> isku beddeshay ma ahayn everton aad about 3 o'clock 4 o'clock to <laughs> so, Montreal and Andres Cadicte, Subatin School Addigere, so a handsome majors, Swatin School Marcantimado, midnight marketer, two elf clock marketer, midnight, about eleven Ted Amalagurgicabijre, Montreal and other, six in the morning, we gain a Montreal, had in six evening Amala Emana at Toronto. I wonder for everything, because I don't want a school miscreo, schoolkata miscreo. Three days. two days. I'm in school. because school. Is adult two days. Two days. school. So that's why I say i One day. I'm Everything. One day. i school, I'm to school. So at that time, were you married? Did you have kids? No. Single. Ah. Ah. one year after. I'm married. to nineteen ninety two young girl and be married twenty eight years. Somehow I regret sometimes. Okay. Sometimes you know I say Alhamdulillah. The way I regret the reason I regret it is why uh we say first of all handja mm-hmm. is very hard for me when at the same time I don't have a maheide. Somebody encourage me. Oh, marta, Ira martai. Yes. Wah bro, yes. a masa, sameha, no. so, yes. so, da kensame, we see. Canala samekara, like example, merka gursitido kaleto, like, bim manhan, iska at schoolka, eh, wahiska bro, maheide martai, wahasaka dan kerta, glass online, a jiro, online or the bodhane, a movie that time, a ummalena, lakin of أو محيط advice is you encourage يقو you encourage كره mahelin <memizing rapper> mm-hmm. so then محيط مارت هاي ماركان is very hard. the first baby is very hard. وسأصدر تلامحيط مارت and the second the third child ماركان راي go back to. Nurse, You have to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know nothing. English, so, wa TV. But more important than that, And But So I the end of the day. Maybe in a house at the end of the day, maybe in a Kushke why don't you go back? So, Mr. Minkirin, so i way year after year, and so I don't have somebody who help Because my husband will help I High school, or adult high school, adult high school, high school, or adult high school, or adult high school, or adult high school, or adult high school, the dan waxaan go'aansaday online then online school nurse apply montreal school library so in the everything you have to in a of English, as when I was nurse, I I don't remember. I because I'm a year. after. I'm year, So I couldn't do it. So I, I, I gave up. I said, "You can't. Just leave it. Maybe you will get chance." So that's an. I in a nurse. I'm a school i a all these things. Had the marker. Had the marker. Sometimes I regret, sometimes I don't regret. The reason I regret, still I'm regretting, the reason I'm regretting it is, this time, I'm old, I'm working, so, the, the, my mind is telling me if I, if I have been educated, I couldn't work this time. But, that's what I'm thinking about it. I would, that's what I'm regretting about it. I'm saying, if you are educated, you couldn't work this time. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do this. You may be working. Easy job. Alhamdulillah. So far, it's okay. Since I'm Alhamdulillah, I'm healthy, I'm fine. So you married young, didn't you? I didn't marry young. I was about 23, 24, 20, about that time okay. okay so do you have older kids now and do you expect them to marry young like do you care i don't mind the age i married but i don't want a young since 17 18 even 20 uh, i don't like it to marry them i have alhamdulillah i have old uh, kids but i don't want it to marry because the reason i'm regretting now i don't want it to be for them to have that reason. I wanna, if you are educated, Alhamdulillah, you can be anything. You can be everything. Like, like you can be, if you are mother, or good or kids ahesetid, in my head marathai, hadahit you know the education, you have the education, so girl al part of your house, Aka from private whatever you 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 educate it is. <laughs> you never know how that the first how ilmada no qatid mihad martha But if you don't have any educated, if you don't know nothing, you have to go outside. You have to leave your kids. You don't know your kids what is going to happen. You don't know your kids what could happen. So either way no qanisa inamihad martha. They carry najisid. Sometimes you have to pay the daycare. You don't have enough money. Everything you have to cover. Wahadi even the Even the force. You can You can. not help your kids. you can Even you brave You can kids. Educated side, you mm-hmm. Hada Like, hada mm-hmm. nothing. You cook, you clean, that's it. Il money And Half of their life is gonna be lost. Okay. So, why do you
0: think other parents want their kids to marry? Like, you, I think, how education. But there's some people after the education, after their kids, University, they're like, okay, this is good enough. Get married. Every day they tell their kids to get married. Why do
6: you think that is? I think there's a two reason. I think so. Because the parents, some parents, they think about it. Before I die, I want to be marry my kids to see their kids, to see how they behave, to see how they raise their kids. Uh, I want it that time. Some people... They wanted to rid of because they wanted free. They want to to leave the, the, the they say that who really wanted to any sais from what we i had now. So my高ibility was I don't want way that I a married I some people have said, Han? Some people have said, Oh, Haraba Enna Ugado, in Moses Ukurnaian, see the Udak Mayan, see the Lacking Kamifikirian. In head the Gabra, the Kasoka, the high school, the Messay, Jamad Magari, will it? Just hide the school at the high school in Teloga Shakesta, Tel Gutaga. Mahalo Kafta. Labour Lewai, Wakalama, labour job why. Ma, professional job maha. Okay, where does we go to take Kasoka the Lambo forum because of her, Lih Aru Redition me. What she's going to do? High school is i going to do or can, inta, you really be a guru than a we control, because inta That two reason, I think that two reason in a yin, I don't think you're a person who's When it's coming to it's different. Either financial way, either free way. So you don't think the same? No. Okay, so... In the end, in conclusion, okay. what would you
0: advise people, younger people, like people in either their teenagers
6: or their older people or people in their thirties? Like, what is the general advice you'd give them? Okay. The young. First of all, the young people. In my, in my opinion, young people, what I'm advising for them, it is education is for more important because even if you get married as 18 years old, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what is family about it. You're not subtle. You're missing something. You're looking something. You, you're restless. You're not 100% in marriage. Marriage or unmarried, you say. <laughs> oh, everybody have life with marriage, with gursi. Have life with gursi. Have life with gursi. Oh, na ya. The later on, So I'm going to ask friends to the 18, aniga, completely works over jide. 18, 19, even 20 works over jide in America. 21, 22, above, I don't mind, in a gursala. Of murku gara, 20 murku gara, hata elma wa arti 18 murki yinu halele o, the, the worst time ukujira. Kof 18 jira o, the worst time ukujira mha du gursa, mha samana. Worst life loves samana. So, I'm going to After that, so many, have And so am you Next one year or two years, you can go back. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't start it, you just finished high school and you behind the marathon, get married. The worst thing is that's time. It was very hard for you to go back to university. The people who already married, marriage isn't it easy. If you already in, you have to be serious. Mm-hmm. Marriage isn't it easy. Something you have to go back. What marriage is say? What the forest is going to say? You're not gonna stay forever. You're gonna go and marry again. So, first marriage is the, the main important. The second marriage is nothing. The first marriage is very main important. So, you have to, first marriage, then marriage, you have to be married. is very heavy. You have to, when it's coming to the last game, it's over. You can't do nothing about it. But you have to think about it. In a marriage case, it's a In a kudda dashit. In a mhaid martha wachkastu possible ah, In a, days, in a days, For that marriage. Do you want to put your Instagram? No.
0: <laughs> Do you want to put your Facebook? Facebook? No, no. You don't want to share your Facebook?
6: No. No Facebook. social media? No, Facebook. Do you have a YouTube? No. No, no. And the bus of Kegel Egozotter. That was
0: such a cute episode. I loved everyone's perspective. Thank you so much to everyone who joined. Uh, we really appreciate it. And as usual, we'll put everyone who wants to share their socials in the description box. Uh, what else? I mean, all I want to say is my hardened heart has been softened <laughs> today. <God. laughs> it really was. It really was an adorable episode. And of course, as always, guys, if you want to you know, drop your two cents or let us know about your opinions or what you think love is, or if you have any questions at all, um, please feel free to DM us at Abuan Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or to email us, AbuanChronicles at gmail.com, or to hit us up anonymously on Curious Cat. Um, so, curiouscat.me forward slash the Abuan uh, podcast, mm-hmm. or Abuan podcast, sorry. And if you'd like to know more about the people that we interviewed today, take a look at our description below. We link a couple of their social media pages on there as mm-hmm. well. That, this episode is also for all our anti-love people. Please listen, enjoy, and then move on. <laughs> it's just one day. It's one month out of the year, guys. We can give them this one month. Truly. All right. Bye. Bye.